Hey everybody, welcome to episode 24 of the Steve Steyos episode of uh, the Dead Puck <laughs> Podcast. It's the May long weekend. Uh, we're a couple games into the second round of the NHL playoffs. Um, pretty exciting first round. We can kind of, I guess, chat about a little bit of uh, the repercussions of some of those series. And then uh, eventually we'll get into our picks for, for the second round. Um, which, just like the first round, has been pretty exciting so far. Um, maybe let's get this out of the way. Uh, <laughs> we'll get the Leafs out of the way. Another disappointing first round upset. Um, like all oh, that—that's different. That's different. What you just said there, upset. Well, I would say it's... like this. This year was different. I think like the Tampa team is the best team they've played ever in the playoffs. Um, and I thought they gave them a really good run for the money. Tampa's just simply a better team, and I think experience played out. Ben, what do you think? I agree with that completely. I think that the Leafs obviously didn't let it slip. They did have a, a serious clinching game in game six. They kind of intentionally threw that away by taking a five on three, two high sticking penalties in less than a minute. Okay. I have one to say, those... though, I know one... I'm not oh. defending one of those calls. Bullshit. First one didn't even hit him in the face. And. Second one, second one, everybody knows. But that's two straight years where they've given up a five on three in game six. I don't know if you guys know that. Yikes. And in the overtime, kind of had a feeling that they, again, they were the better team in overtime in game six. And they still lost. So it's, in game seven, they, they're probably the only team in NHL history to lose a game 2-2. <laughs> yeah, that, that interference call was... That yeah, interference nice, was nice pretty pick. sus. So, okay, let's be real here. It was a basketball pick. It was interference. The, so amount, not... of picks, the amount of picks that literally happened in a, in a hockey game. Yeah, but like you dump the puck in and you literally it, stand in front of the guy. It can't, yeah, but that's time. different. That's different. At least the guy had the puck before he tried yeah. to pick him. But fuck, who who picked him again? I can't remember who did who Justin threw Hall. pick. Yeah, Justin Hall. He came from the top of the blue line, didn't even have the puck, and he just picked him. If he would have had the puck and then done it, then I would have been like, okay, yeah, that's fine. But no, he just went and straight so, and picked him. Technically, they beat Vasilevsky twice. And I will always say this until... Vasilevsky isn't that good of a goalie anymore. Is that the Leafs scored a goal, a serious clinching game against Vasilevsky to break his shutout streaks? <laughs> I'm really excited, but they actually scored two. Like One Andre Vasilevsky, you could argue is the best playoff performer of this generation. The worst part is too is that he was not very good. In the, in he the really first wasn't. Round. He was very. Leafs mediocre. got to him every single game. He every was game very, maybe scored three. He was very mediocre. I feel like. Yeah. And I agree that the experience probably paid didn't do the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning's like favor. And being the defending back-to-back Stanley Cup champions, you kind of can't really bet against them. But just gave them a run for their money, and just unfortunately, just couldn't get the job done. And seeing Spezza and seeing Dio and seeing everybody like Matthews and Marner. Um, the end of that, they had their heads low, but they didn't have it as low as I believe the year before that, 
where they lost to Montreal. Like, I think when you look at the Montreal series and even the Boston series or the Columbus series before that, you can you can find easy things to to blame it on. Like, Marner didn't show up. Yeah, Matthews barely showed up. This year, that's not true. Like, everybody, for the most part, was there. Tavares had a slow start, but by the end of the series, he was he was there. Matthews um, had the most hits for the Leafs in that series. Yeah, I think they just... Honestly, I think they get any other matchup from Tampa. And like anybody. They, they win. Literally <laughs> literally anybody. I don't care about Florida. They do not look that great, but we'll get to, we'll get to that series later, but still. Yeah, anyone else in the Eastern Conference, they would win. No question. In Carolina, I think they would give Carolina a really good run for their money, regardless of oh, how yeah. good their, their defense is. Boston took him to seven, so Boston's a tough team as well with experienced players. So I think that because there's now all the talk after the offseason, which we're already into the offseason for the Leafs, which is <laughs> on the same time that we always are at. Um, I don't think they should change really anything except for upgrading maybe defense a little bit and possible backup goaltending and or starting goaltending. The forward group is fine. Don't see. I could see Mikheyev possibly leaving because he'd be kind of expensive. He scored twenty goals this year. Um, I think I that. I can't remember the specifics, but I think they said there's like ten players that they have to sign with like thirteen million dollars to use. It's gonna be tough. So you have to move. I think. I think like you have to. You have to move somebody like Muzzin or Nylander. Um. As much I as you don't want to, I don't yeah. think you can. <laughs> I don't know how you can roster a team unless everybody's on league min. I think that Lander probably be the guy. If you're going to move any core pieces, he's the only guy. In my opinion. Maybe John Tavares can take a step back. Um, he's kind of already slowly taking a step back. Not that he hasn't been really good the regular season and playoffs, but. Um, Matthew stepped up so far this year that he's kind of the captain. No, yeah. he's not the captain. Like, I've questioned um, that Tavares signing ever since friggin' day one when they signed it. Like, I, 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 didn't, I didn't question it right away, but I questioned it when Matthews decided to score 60. <laughs> and, and be a, a 200-foot player at the same time. Score 60 goals and be a 200-foot player. I think that he deserves the captaincy now. And I don't think that will be too long before he gets it. Um, and we'll see what the Nylander is, in my opinion, the only guy. But there's also talk like, why would you... I heard some other rumblings about um, like bringing in Mark Shifley to replace a person like that. I'm like, why would I get the same player? No, if you move Nylander, you're not going to get value. You're going to get no, exactly. you're going to move him for maybe two, maybe three players of that kind of lesser, lesser value. Equal in contract. Yeah, they they, yeah, they add value. up together. Yeah. I mean, you if move you look him at him and you get half a third line or something. If you look at the deal with Giordano and uh, Blackwell, Blackwell was a great player. Came into the the team and played on the fourth line. I thought he was fantastic in the playoffs. Scored a couple yeah. goals in the playoffs or scored a goal in the playoffs more than what freaking Nick Foligno did. He was just an add-on. So, 
And we got to look at those players more than the higher skill. I mean, Nylander's great. Up 35 goals a year, roughly. He's 30. And would definitely fit in on any other team in the league. He just got to make some space. Like maybe have any it's, shot. The, it's the, the Leafs version of the DeMar DeRozan where year after year yeah. you're trying with the same core. And even though the team's good, it's a good team. It's just not the right combination. I can't get um, over that hump. Yeah. That's what so it seems like it's going to be. It might be like a, we need like to shake up like a Kawhi trade or something like that. Well, I've seen that like you guys should just throw the farm at the Canucks for JT. Also seen that. Get a year, get a year out of him and then maybe possibly resign him. Maybe, but I doubt maybe. it because he's probably going to want like eight plus million dollars and you don't have that money right now. Like the biggest priority I think is Campbell. Like oh, I don't think you can afford yeah. any other UFA goalie. Uh, but can't like you could probably get Campbell for like what four. That's what I was aiming. That's like the highest that I'd probably pay Campbell. Because he's like already thirty something. Yeah. This was his only real year as a starter. He played really well until he got hurt. But he also played well. He was an all-star. Yeah. We talked about it at the beginning of the season where he was a Vesna ca- candidate because he was killing it. He was playing unreal. So, it's not like he played bad in the playoffs. People no. give him shit because he gave up goals. And then, obviously, John Cooper's job as a coach is to put down the other team by not putting down his own team. He kept saying, like, oh, we just need to put the same amount of goals past him all the time. He hasn't. It's not like he's been playing very well, and that's well. Vasilevsky didn't play well either. You guys are just—it's just the way the game is. And I think that Campbell could be a good starter. And having a starter at four million isn't actually as bad as some other situations. Just we need a better backup. Have Peter Morazic. Need to find a way to get rid of him. Yeah, just he's making three million dollars. Buy him out. Oh yeah. If we're not going to be able to find another spot for him, trade him for a bag of pucks. Hey, oh, over there, uh, we'll, give, we'll give you Peter Morazic for a bag of pucks. Thanks. Okay. Cool. I think if he had a year or two left. Yeah, but he has three. Three years. Yeah. The beginning of the season looked like a great deal. Maybe yeah, if he's beating it with like a first round pick and like a prospect. You have or that. They do have that. Still for this year. I mean, they're not really caring about the draft, right? The Leafs don't seem like they really care too much about who they're drafting at this moment. You have some of the best, like, all-around players in the league in their primes at the moment. Matthews, McDavid, I was going to say McDavid, Marner. Um, oh. <laughs> so, I and think like it with was... Matthews, like, you only have, what, three years left, two years left? Two years. Hey, but do we really think he's going to go to freaking Arizona? They can't even put the logo well, on the ice. Where that. the hell are yeah, they going to go? They can't even put the logo. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he's going to go to Arizona, but I mean, his next contract, he's looking for probably max dollars. He's probably Just looking fine. for that McDavid we'll deal. I would give him that. Worth yeah. it, obviously. Then you're going to have an issue with Cap again, like you always do because of the top four guys. Just, and then now the actually top five now with that with the Riley contract going up to seven point five next year. Is Tavares' contract over at the same time that Matthews' contract mm, ends? Though no, no, it's a year after, no. one year after. Because oh, that would be ideal. Yeah, that would have been perfect. Yeah. 
I think Tavares's deal. That deal is screwing you. Yeah. It looked decent at the time because he was a really, really good, consistent player. But now he's kind of starting to not not fall off, but he's kind of starting. Oh, he had seventy six points in seventy nine games. <laughs> I'm saying like from before when he was on the Islanders, like when he was putting yeah. up over a point per game. That's what I mean. Like he's not necessarily falling off, but he's like slowly starting to, you know, dip down a bit. Well, yeah, I'm not his, saying his speed is gone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like um, his game is slowing down, and he's slowing down. That's what I mean. He's still putting up is, points. His cap is still eleven million dollars. I know. Twenty-four, twenty-five. He's also got a no-move clause, but at that point, he might not even want to leave. Uh, he might be done. Yeah. Knows. Um. Again, that might be the time where you buy out the last year of his contract if you can. Yeah, eat it, eat it for yeah. a year. And then get him into the office or something like that. He doesn't want to play anymore. Because like, just like Spezza, like I have a feeling that a lot of these guys are, I don't want to play anywhere else. This is the last well, spot I want to play, and this is the team I want to play for. Well, didn't Jason Spezza literally say, I'm not playing anywhere else next year other than here? Yeah, he said he's not doing it again. And I'm like, that's the, one of the coolest things I've ever heard, because not very many people do that. Yeah. And I have a feeling they'll just sign him to another one-year deal or overage deal that's that's perfectly fine and he's great like he's fucking fantastic watch them work out a deal so that he can actually take less money because didn't he say at the beginning when he signed his contract last year he was like i would have signed for less i would have signed for less money i don't need money he literally doesn't need money he's fucking probably loaded yeah his his estimated (laughs) do you want to know what his estimated earnings are sure check here uh, 89 million. Jesus. So, I think he's fine. Yeah, I think he's good. <laughs> and I really just want Spezza to come back, get his six or whatever points that he needs to get to 1,000. Oh, yeah. He's really close to getting to 1,000 points. He would easily get that and then some next year. Yeah. Easily. Easily. Oh, yeah, I think the Leafs just have to focus on... Retool. Ch- yeah, re- retool, shedding some... Retool, retool that back money. end. We're getting some money. Get rid of... See if you can get rid of Hall, maybe Muzzin as well. I mean, do you, do you think they would... Do you think you'd want to re-sign Giordano? Because I know he's a UFA. Yes, they would what, like to what sign kind of con- Giordano. What kind of contract would you be looking at? Like, would you do, like, the Mike Smith where you're over 40 and you're doing a two-year deal? Like, I know he's 38, but, like, at the second end, he'll be 40. I think it's going to be a two-year deal, but I don't think it's going to be too much money. I think it's going well, to be making, like two million. Two he's million. Making, yeah, he's. I think he's three point three right now. I think that's what his last contract was. Yeah, so like it's two or two and a half for two years. That'd be okay. There's another player where I think he just wants to come play in this market because he is from here. Mm-hmm. Like you get the chance, and people don't want to leave sometimes, even regardless of how the team is actually doing. It seems like they're doing really good, but we don't know until they get past the first round of the playoffs. Oh, that is unfortunate. What do you What do you think about Labushkin? Aloha, they have to resign. I got I got mixed emotions because people are saying he's terrible, and then I see him go out there and just run guys, and you're like, oh, you kind of need that presence. You really do, especially like who else is going to do that on the team? Jared Allen, can't like really that, do it. the. The combo of Riley and Lubushkin was really good in the playoffs. It really it was. Gave, 
that gave Riley that ability to jump up in the play, and he had three or four goals in the playoffs. Yeah, something like that. And Labushkin's back there full time, which is great. That's what you kind of need. Basically, like, and, right, and then they're pairing up Geo and uh, Lilligren. Yeah, that was a good pair. Oh. oh, and it kind of puts that into perspective for Sandine. Like, you have to bring Sandine in. And yeah. back in the lineup. Then Can't you, have... Then you, uh, then you gotta get rid of Hall. He has a minimum no-trade clause, though. So, you gotta find, a, gotta find the right suitor. Um, I believe he was really close to going to Vancouver, probably, too. Fuck off. I don't one point. At one point. Yeah, fuck off. I don't think off. a team would have a problem taking him for, like, a fourth-round pick or something. Oh, I don't see it either. I don't want to... So, not saying specifically you. I'm just saying I'm, the last time I heard about it was. I I really do not want Justin Hall. I saw how absolutely trash he was last year. The year before, fucking yeah, I'd take him, but not not last last year. Last year he he would oh, be whatever. ideal for like like look at in Carolina where like Brendan Smith or um who is it is it Ian Cole <laughs> yeah where like these kind of vet third pairing guys are like sheltered in a good system. That allows them to to play well and kind of minimize mistakes. I think you put him in in a in a system like that, um, not necessarily Carolina. Team like, like that. So, retool, regroup. I don't think anybody's leaving. I don't think Sheldon Keith's leaving. I don't think Anhan's leaving. I don't think Dubis is leaving. No, I think that'd be dumb because like. Who are you going to replace Dubas with that's going to make this better? Freaking Pete, Pete DeBoer. The GM? Same GM. Not, not coach. There's a decent amount of coaches out there that you could replace Keith with. Oh, did you say Dubas? I said Dubas. So, oh, I thought you said Keith. I was like, oh, well, Keefe, that's easy. There's so many coaches. Yeah. It might not help the team change it all again. But yeah, yeah, Dubas, no. Who who the hell are you looking to sign? No, you can't really get anybody. I can't even think of a GM that's out there that like I really think good. the moment Dubas is fired, yeah. some Jim other Benning. team will come and offer yeah, him like max GM contract. Yes. Like I don't know what team, but like <laughs> like Philly will come in and offer him oh, like God. most you for um, a GM. He'll trade JVR again. <laughs> Yeah, like he reminds me of like um, Alex Anthopoulos, where he's like this young mind who's not afraid to kind of think outside the box and mm. try everything he can. Damn. That's a good. Uh, I mean, Ben, if you want to talk person. about GMs that are available, Jim Benning's available. It was John uh, Ferguson. <laughs> so is, pro- I mean, Brian Burke's not available, so we can't get him. So, so it, it's. I think I had a lot of time to cool down after that series because it definitely did not feel good losing another series to a team where you thought that they you could win, especially in the first round too. Well, the game, the first game was five nothing for the Leafs. You knew yeah. it wasn't going to stay like that, obviously. But well, no. Then the, the next game, of, boom! Wasn't the next game five one for? Tampa? 5-3. Oh, yeah, 5-3. Yeah, yeah, 5-3. Yeah, um, and, then, and then you're like, okay, yeah, this, this will be a good series. And it did go 7, like we predicted. Last thing on the... on 
team, like the players aspect. I don't know what you do with Wayne Simmons. I don't know what you do with Kyle Clifford. I don't know what you do with... Uh, I don't... To me, like I don't too, see the value in those guys. Not no. Wayne Simmons, no. It just takes way too many penalties, and he's... Ironically, like I think what you're missing is somebody like Zach Iman, where a guy who can play yeah. in the top six but also brings that size and edge. They do have Michael Bunting, but who... He's not Zach Iman. No. Different because I mean, my, Michael Bunting is a great player, and he plays on the top line like Zach Hyman did. It's the it's a, exactly it's the nastiness that comes with it after, and I think that like best signing Dubas has ever made is David Camp. <laughs> I can't believe at the beginning of the season I had no idea who this guy was. I literally and, said to you. Uh, when you were like, who the fuck is this guy? I'm like, Dylan, or Benny, you are going to love this guy. I'm telling you right now. You are going he to was love this guy. Unbelievable. And he had so many chances to win the fucking series at times. Wide open nets. Can't say anything because it's just... Yeah. We can't. Pierre Engvall, who I also just fucking hate. He had a great season. Um, Ilya Mikheyev, who I have a feeling is just going to be gone because they just can't afford what he might be bringing. He already scored 20. Oh, I see some team offering yeah. him like three-something. Detroit Red Wings. Ottawa, even. Yeah. They got money. Oh, it's unfortunate that we're going to see him go by, but that's okay. We got a bunch of people waiting in the wings. Robertson, Abrazzese, um, Matthew Nyes. I have a feeling that we're good. Just goaltending now. We just got to sign Jack and got to figure out who we're going to get as a backup that's not worth, well, not is not getting paid $3.8 million to really be trash for half the season. And be in the press box for the other half. Exactly. So that's my take on the Leafs. I think another year, another year and another offseason to think about what we're going to do. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's move on to the second round where uh Owens Oilers seem to be having fun playing yeah, in a second round. Battle of Alberta. We all dream we all dream for it. I wanted it. It's probably a lot more fun to watch uh from the outside than when you don't have <laughs> An emotional attachment to... It is great to, to watch from the outside. <laughs> that that freaking 9-6 game, I don't <laughs> care. That was one of the most entertaining games I've watched, like, highlights of, because it was freaking... I went to bed three at goals, 5-1. Three goals in the first freaking six minutes for Flames. Mike Smith gets pulled. They and the Oilers in the score. First, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, they, they had two goals in the first minute, and I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. But then... Like McDavid scores, make a three one, and then all of a sudden it's six to one. What a goal that was! That was a beautiful patience. Just like I'm gonna drag it all the way across, gonna watch Markstrom flop like a fish. I'm just gonna slide it underneath your legs. Literally, like Jesus Christ! Yeah, six to one, and then all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom! It's six to five at the end of the second period. It's like what the hell just happened? Then all of a sudden it's six six. I'm like, oh shit! This is gonna be an entertaining third. And then all of a sudden, boom. Like seven six. six, eight six, nine six, and I'm like, okay, game over. See ya. <laughs> like I think the Oilers lucked out in that game that 
Markstrom played just as bad as Markstrom let in. Markstrom let in two goals in a row, the exact same location. I think the Oilers had scored their their six goals in under. I think it took them nineteen shots. Yeah, those six goals. Like at one point, the shots were like thirty-two to eight. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And like uh, the Oilers' biggest problem this whole playoffs, except for like maybe one game, is they can't start on time. I have no idea what the problem is. It happened again uh, yesterday, where they go down two goals in within the first like six minutes, I think. Well, thankfully, they came back. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> what's the problem well, here? Like, why can't we like start on time? <laughs> oh, that's like a Leaf thing too. Leafs do that all the time. Yeah, same with Vancouver. The fuck. It's maybe the it's the time change in Canada just throwing people off. Like they think that the, even though they're in the same province the entire they're time the, for this whole they're series, basically in the same city. Oh I yeah, I think they're like what three hours away or something. Yeah, like, literally, yeah. yeah, three hours. Yeah. Um, I went to bed at five one in that game one. Jeez. Um, because I was like, well, well, that's it. And then and I went upstairs up nine to six. Upstairs, sat on my phone for about an hour. Walked into my. The room told my wife it was six five. <laughs> I went back and I still went to bed. But that game away from the very quickly. Mike Smith looked, he looked awful. So scared. Not ready. The first no. goal, okay. Deflected. The first goal, there was a weird deflection like, off. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a weird like defensive laps where Bouchard like tried to pinch like, nobody knew what the hell they were doing they're all scattered like they couldn't make... they were not dropping they were taking crazy passes and then second goal and then the third goal you're like oh really like kind of have to pull Mike Smith because that's the only option you have wait they already used the timeout yeah like, so what other I don't know. You throw you Cassian got... out there to fight somebody, or like I don't know. <laughs> Luch is running around, and like I don't think either team, like after two games, it's one-one. I don't think either team should be happy with how they played. Oh God, no, no. <laughs> like Calgary, a team where it was all about defense, especially in round one, like low-scoring games, and now they've allowed eleven goals in in two. You look at the goals too from yesterday. Like I looked at, uh, I came back in to watch the third period, and it was tied at three-three. And Mike Smith makes a nice save, and then clears it all the way up the boards. Yeah, to Leon Drysaddle, it somehow <laughs> goes by two flames. It's rolling on its edge and goes. Drysaddle comes off the bench with his high ankle sprain and goes in and shoots and scores. Yeah, and that's a problem too. Is Drysaddle's playing? Like he really shouldn't be playing. Oh, he's no. He he's forced to play with McDavid because he doesn't have the capacity right now to to lead his own line. So, he can skate. He can, he still has the the speed ish to go in a straight line, but turning yeah. and whatnot, he's he's on one foot basically. Yeah. So Zach Hyman, shorthanded goal. He oh my gosh, <laughs> like he is. Told, yeah. Yeah. Like ever since the Oilers lost Ryan Smith, they've been missing that guy, and he he's it. I uh, I only che- I'm only really cheering for the Oilers because I'm Zach Hyman, and obviously I'm in. That's kind of the team that the Leafs kind of go for after for some reason. Like I've noticed that the Leaf fans just jump right on the Oilers one because they don't really like the Flames. 
it's whatever. Um, it's a great series. It's going to be even better in Edmonton, I think. They need to start on time. They need to start on time. That's their biggest problem. And wake up, wake up, wake up, you pansies. Did see yesterday though that Miko Koskin is going to leave at the end of the season. Hopefully, yeah, that's not a Switzerland. Just great for you guys. I mean, I think if he, if an NHL team was like, we need a backup to come in and play twenty games a year, and it's a good team with a decent system, yeah, he's. I I would offer him a contract, but he's not a guy who can be relied upon um, for an extended period of time. So yeah, just let him go to Switzerland and amp Stuart Skinner. I mean, they're the backup yeah. role and move on from there and then see what you do with Mike Smith. See if you can develop Stuart Skinner into a starting goaltender. I think Mike Not Smith, finally. like I, if Mike Smith wants to play again, like he, he still has another year on his contract. And I think he seems like the type of guy who's like going to play again. He just seems like he has that feisty attitude. Mm-hmm. And if he wants to play another year, sure. Fine. Um, after that, like I wouldn't mind seeing him transition into like, a goaltending coach or something for the Oilers. Especially if you could teach them like the puck handling abilities. That's his biggest. It's a, it's a dying art. Yeah. Biggest yeah, strength, yeah. Every freaking Steve Dang, as you see four of them when they're missing out on the puck, so that's why they don't do it anymore. Yeah. If you're you a see the mishandlings, But like, <laughs> I think. The, like you notice it when like Koskinen or even Skinner is in net, like how much they rely upon his ability to um, scoop up pucks behind the net and quickly transition, like forcing the defense to not have to play as deep in transition. So he he kind of acts as like a third defenseman back there. No, it's it's an interesting dynamic for your team because it's. Probably one of the only teams that really does it like that. Like most of the goalies stay in their net. Even like even the best ones most likely stay in their net. That's how they were taught. They don't come out to play the pluck the puck. Um like Mike Smith does. Because they don't have the confidence and they don't have the ability like him just to somehow like last night they pulled the goalie and I thought he was actually he got the puck behind the net. He was I thought he was gonna puck, he was gonna go for it. <laughs> I'm like, he's gonna shoot it. No he is. But then he didn't end up doing it. And I was like, oh, he learned bad his lesson from the, from the <laughs> series. <laughs> Never at the middle. <laughs> glassing out, glassing out. He also got a point. You got you got a point last night. So what? What else does he want? <laughs> a primary assist yeah. on a goal last night. I think it. It's a weird series. I think it'll go seven. Um, That's what I put. I mean, honestly, at this point, it seems like kind of a toss-up. I think it's basically whoever wants to not screw I think whoever up the cleans worst. up their game and plays their game um, takes it. See who that is. I I also, even before the series, I thought it was, I, I definitely said it was going to go seven. I just think Osbello, Alberta, either one team's sweeping or one team's winning in seven. I think that's just how it goes. But I think, I honestly think the Flames are going to pick it up and win in seven. I think Daryl. Dale Sutter's going to grill into these guys and being like, hey, we were the first place in Pacific. We were ahead of these freaking guys in the standings. Let's go out there and kick the shit out of them. They're going to be like, okay. Like, Calgary's a really good defensive team. 
at least in the regular season they were and they're gonna find a way to neutralize mcdavid because they don't they don't necessarily need to as much with <laughs> we never even talked about that <laughs> like like the fact of um, like us trying to stop mcdavid how mcdavid's been the best playoff player probably yeah. since mario lemieux or something yeah. like just figured it was well because like, and the reason why i say they they kind of can key in on him now is because like they don't have dry settle on another line so they can kind of key in on him as well as dry on the same line so like, they can solely focus on those two guys on that one line because obviously Dreso's dealing with a high ankle sprain where he should definitely should not be playing. So he's not at 100%. He's probably at like 80 or maybe, the, maybe even 85. I, think, I just think if, if yeah. the, I'm, I'm just thinking if the Flames can figure out a way to not necessarily stop McDavid because obviously nobody really can. can, but neutralize him to not just fly through the whole team and score a beautiful goal. Then I think they can win. I have the other thing they can win the series. I think they have the more steady goaltending, even though it hasn't really looked like it so far for either team. And I think their defensive their defensive structure is better suited for playoff action than Edmonton's defense is. You're going with Calgary in seven. I'm going Calgary in seven, even though I fucking rather have the Oilers win because they're because <laughs> fucking Calgary is and. At least we don't. At least we're not calling the Oilers the 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 Edmonton fucking Canucks. We we call Calgary the Calgary Canucks. They took all our players. Yeah. Oh yeah, our guys. Shut the hell up. Ever since they've been tweeting about that, we kicked the shit out of them on seven to one. Like, get the hell out of here, man. Like I got Oilers in seven. Just because you can't stop. Yeah, well. you you yeah. you can't stop McDavid. I'm sorry. Regardless of if Dry hey, is on the same ice whoa, as him, you can't whoa. stop the guy that literally whoa. score. Did he have two goals last night? Well, he almost had two goals last night. He had one whoa. for sure. Are we forgetting that they got swept by the Jets last year? Oh, that's last year. Whoa. And McDavid's got, what, five goals in his last five games? Yeah, he's playing the best hockey of his life. So game one, he led the team in hits, or he led the game in hits. So he's had to change his game up a bit, which he had. Like we talked, yeah, we yeah, talked about that a few towards. times, and he yeah. did. So you can't forget that they have not the best player in the league, one of the best players in the league, yeah, but this and is still a, left it, in the league. It's not like this is the NBA where you can have one player and he automatically can win you a championship. Uh. I don't think he can win you a championship, but he can definitely uh, you there. tilt the ice a little bit. <laughs> he can get you there. There's things he can do that nobody on Calgary can do. Um, he can take over moments, just like in the first period of game one, where they quickly go down 3 nothing, and he's able to do it himself and at least try and rally the team back. That's an yeah, X factor that like the league hasn't seen in like a long time. So if the Oilers do start on time, the Flames definitely need to be worried. In yeah. my opinion. If the Flames if the sorry, if the Oilers start on, on time, they they're they they got to be worried. Because if McDavid starts on time and the Oilers oh, don't take penalties in the first couple minutes or they don't control the play. McDavid started every single game. It, he's the only one really. And they're the only ones he's the only one that starts. 
I think maybe just getting the team ready to play at the time they're supposed to be starting. I think that's probably going to be. If they start on time they and they stay disciplined. Then I think they have as good a shot as Calgary does to win the series. I'm, I'm going saying, away from seventh, so. I hope the Oilers win, but I think the Flames are going to win. That's that's my opinion. I hope the Oilers win, but I I I just think the Flames are going to turn it around and win. It's it's really a toss up. Yeah, I think really this is. this series is definitely the biggest toss up out of the four. Easily. And I think this is one of the most important series, if not most important series other than like you look at Colorado and St. Louis you're like okay well Colorado and St. Louis should be over pretty quickly is it though you think it would like when you saw the matchup right? I mean St. Louis is I don't, I don't understand why people are disrespecting the Blues man I think they it's because arguably have one of the most deep teams in the in the playoffs right now in terms of like forward depth and their decor as well and now freaking bennington's actually playing really good like his playoff form back in 2019 mm-hmm. i think it's that's just the, the only difference yeah, right that's now. it like game yeah. one went to overtime colorado absolutely dominated that game oh yeah he made i think it, i can't remember the final total i think it was like 53 saves or 54 yeah. for bennington i think colorado set a playoff record for number of posts hit in like one game. yeah <laughs> then in game two david perron david perron being david perron typical every time i look at the like the game sheet i'm like freaking david perron man like he's it's like he doesn't do anything in the regular season. He's like, I will tint my visor so hard in the playoffs that I will see every single puck go into the net. He scores. He's got seven goals already. No, literally. You got remember three of them are in one game. Oh, so. my goodness. Still, though, like... I'm just saying. Three of them are in one game. Literally a game-breaker. He's technically had five in two games, so he's only had really two goals in however many games that they play that weren't those two. Still, he, he's a he's a game breaker. He's and, an underrated game breaker. Yeah. So, are we gonna move on to that series? You guys go with that. I think we already have. I still got Colorado I, winning the series, but I, yeah, I mean, I think Colorado win in six. I don't think this is gonna be as quick as people may necessarily thought. Um, I think it's great that the if the Blues really wanted a chance, I think they definitely need to take one in Colorado, and they did. I think this series will go two two, and then I think Colorado will win the next two. I think they'll win Game Five and Six. You think the Blues are going to win Game Four? I think the Blues will. I think they'll win one of them. They'll win definitely one game at home. I think I'm actually going to go that they'll win Game Three. They'll win tonight. And then okay. Colorado come back and win game four. And actually, yeah, yeah. they'll win three, three straight. straight. They're going to win three, yeah, three straight. straight. Three straight. Three straight. Probably won't happen, but. Eh. <laughs> I'm going to take Colorado. Blues in seven. <laughs> Me too. Colorado in I'm going to take Colorado in six. I think in game two, St. Louis made some adjustments and they were able to capitalize. But I think in game three, Colorado will do the same thing. Um, and I think, I think Colorado takes game three. Maybe St. Louis steals four, and then just like you said, Colorado I think takes five and six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
that like game five and six will be McKinnon and McCarr show. They're just gonna go out there and just. I think unreal. they'll all be close games though. Like I don't see. I don't see Colorado like blowing out St. Louis. I think St. Uh, Louis is. If Bennington plays as good as he is right now, I can't see any game going that great for Colorado. Like five goal games or four or even four. Like maybe Colorado tries to get under Bennington's skin a little bit, knowing that he can be a bit of a hothead. Like if you can wave his fucking throw, wave his stick at some guy's head. Yeah, like if you can really like challenge his crease and then hopefully try and get him distracted and then rattle his cage. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't like that. Oh yeah, I I'm going Colorado in six as well. I don't see that I don't think the Blues could do it. It's, I Colorado's too good. Just find them. Like in that game, in that first one, it's, it was a blowout. You're just lucky that, that you was... stayed in. You just got the shit kicked out of you for sixty minutes, and somehow dragged it to overtime. And Bennington so, better have bought those post slash crossbar a nice seafood dinner after that game. <laughs> Holy Christ. He probably brought that home with him. Dragging the net home with him. He's like, oh, I'm going to bring this one with me wherever I go. I'm going to tuck this one in bed with me. <laughs> Even though we lost, I'm bringing you with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can move on to the East. Um, we don't have to talk too much about the Colorado. St. Louis one, I think that one's going to be pretty... It's a good series, it's just... That one's pretty... When you got to battle Alberta, it's kind of always on the back burner. My opinion. Um, let's go over to the East, where both series are at 2 nothing. So, I guess we could start with the Carolina Rangers one. I think this one's done in five. I think Rangers take one in game at home, and then the car, and then Carolina wins it and wins game five at home. I really don't think this series is that close. Rangers did not look; they do not look that great against Carolina's defense. Look at the fact that they in the Pittsburgh series they were down three one. Yeah, they're down. Came, they're down they came, in all five in games five, six, and seven. Yeah, they came back in every game and won. Like unbelievable, but. They go uh, down in these in these next couple games. They might not be able to come back. No. Um, just because it's one, it's not Pittsburgh, and you're not playing against the third string goalie. Yeah. You're and, uh, playing against. I Tristan, mean, you're almost playing and, against the third string goalie. And Tristan Jari, who's literally playing on a broken foot, still. Andy Crosby like, playing with a concussion. They just need to pray to God that their defense doesn't tip in an overtime goal again. That was a great tip by the idiot. way by Lindgren. What you did. Why are you trying to block that? There's no one behind you. Like, as a me being a defenseman, that pissed me off so much because I'm like, wh- why are you trying to tip that? You you have a goalie easy, there. It was an easy blocker. Save it was, to, it no. was going, yeah, blocker slash shoulder. It was a decently high tip. I, was like, I think it was like chest high. But like, why the fuck are you trying to tip that away from your net? It's overtime. Let your goalie stop it. And if your goalie doesn't stop it, then that's on him. But he, that guy, I don't remember who it was. It wasn't like, Lindgren. it wasn't like, yeah, Lindgren. Great you tip. cannot, you cannot do that. I'm sorry. I know you're an NHL player and you know a lot more than me and you're better than me in every aspect of hockey. 
but you cannot do that. I'm sorry. You cannot it's about tip talking in. About it. You cannot tip in that shot when there's no there wasn't even there was no Carolina player like within ten feet of him besides Ian Cole, who shot the freaking puck. Like you're you're nuts for trying to tip that puck. And you could see afterward too, he was like, damn it. He hung his head. I'm like, yeah, you should hang your head after that one. But no, to be honest, I really, I, like I said, I really don't think this series is as close as people think. I saw people saying like, "Well, games definitely this series definitely going seven. Uh, I don't really think so. I have to see I don't think, life for the Rangers. I don't think the Rangers can really like. I know they scored in game one, but I don't really think they're going to be able to solve Carolina's defense that that often in these next three games. Like, yeah, they're definitely going to take one at home. I really, I think they'll take one at home. They'll. They'll win one like pretty convincingly. Like Carolina will just kind of be like, yeah, whatever. We're up two one or we're up two nothing or three nothing at that point. So it's like, yeah, well, we'll regroup and then we'll 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 win in game five. But yeah, I I think it's going five for Carolina. They'll they'll win game five at home. I think we had this exact same conversation in the first round about Boston and. Yeah, but Boston and was games different three because it came back and Boston was scoring. But was Boston, Boston's different though. Boston's battle tested. They got those guys. They got Marchand, Pasternak, Bergeron, a couple other, couple other guys here and there that have been there, done that. Who on the Rangers has been there, done that? Besides like Chris Kreider. Well, I don't know. Like, I think the biggest issue right now is Carolina potentially shooting themselves in the foot. Like, in the, in Game 2, they took, I think, three or four stupid penalties in the first period. The Rangers, I don't think they took any. Um, like, <clears throat> I think Carolina takes it in maybe six. Um, that being said, like, I think for the Rangers, m- winning a round, like, I think that was, like, that's, that's a win. Like, that, was our, that was our goal this year. Like, this is a team that's still in, like, late-stage rebuild. Um, and I think for them making the playoffs and winning around, like, it's like check, like goal mission accomplished, like for them next year, I think next year is the goal. Um, next year you've still got Carolina. Who's going to be a good team. I don't know if Pittsburgh or Washington are there. Um, I think one of them, I think will still be hanging around. I think Pittsburgh still hangs around. But I don't know about Washington. The Islanders, I have no idea. The Blue Jackets, again, oh. I don't think that's a very good team. I, uh, To be honest, I think Washington's done. Yeah. Maybe they can do kind of what they did this year where they, they're they like the final team in the, in the playoffs. But in terms of like contending or even like having a chance at the at the cup, nah, I don't think so. I think they're done. Like, And then going through the rest of that division, the Devils, I could see the Devils... You know, having a good year next year. Maybe um, they got the second overall pick next year. I can yeah. see them being a surprise team, kind of like the Kings. Um, and then the Flyers are garbage. Absolute garbage. Like I think next year is the year where the we see the Rangers maybe take the take the division, maybe even take the conference. They've got the best goalie in the NHL right now. Um, they already have a Norris winner on defense. And up front, they've got a lot of scoring power. So I think everything right now that the Rangers do, whether this series goes five games or it goes seven, whether they win it or not, all it is is just, like, extra money in the bank. Extra experience for next year. Exactly. I'm going to go 
Hurricanes and six as well. I was going to say, if you say the Rangers, I'm going to call you a lying sack of shit. Uh, I agree completely with Dylan. This is just a stepping stone this year. And a stepping stone I'd like to see the Leafs have, but they don't have any stones to step on. So I think the oh. I think that the Rangers have gone as far as they can with their goaltending, with their um, defense and their offense this year. I mean, they had a guy who scored 50 goals this year. I never thought would ever score 50 goals. Kreider. Um, you also have and, two really good players in Panarin and Zibinijad. And they made some good deadline deals, too. Yeah. Andrew Kopp's uh, playing Andrew really Kopp well. Andrew Kopp has been amazing. He's a saint. And Tyler Mott, finally they put him in the lineup and they win some games. There you go, you bunch of dumbasses. I'm just I'm saying. Not gonna he, say, I'm not going to say I'm anything just, else after this hey, now. I'm just not going to say any more words. Hey, I'm just saying. He, he just had to bring up that name again where it's just like, oh, he's there. He Okay, I saw him in the celebration play. in overtime. I was like, oh, there he is. That's that he, guy. He didn't play. Okay, Tyler Mott didn't play. Obviously, we all know. He didn't play in game, I think, one to five or four. I can't remember. And all of a sudden, boom, in the lineup. Boom. They win boom, game five. They win game six. They win game seven. I'm just saying. It's not a coincidence. I'm just saying. Not a coincidence. I don't even think. <laughs> realistically, I don't think he put up any points in that series. But hey, <laughs> it's his, his presence, presence man. Of, his presence, presence. <laughs> so I'm not gonna say anything more about this series because it's it's we we kind of already in with the other series. I'm we're gonna talk about it's unless something drastic changes in the series where you're like, oh my god, like this person's hurt or um. There's a TSN turning point that's like for the entire series. That's when we'll be like, holy crap, okay, we need to talk about yeah, this. But, who would that be, though, on Carolina, let's say? Like, Ranta? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And then you look at the other series, like, so we'll go into Tampa Bay and uh, Battle of Florida. Um, a lot of people got injured in that game too right or, yeah jesus christ they had one guy going down the tunnel every five minutes yeah so and then brain points not obviously back yet he oh. sat on the whole he sat on the bench the whole game on game seven against the leafs and he tried to didn't he try to skate on one shift and then he yeah. was like nope i'm done nope i can't I hear him yelling the entire time yeah um you look at the predators uh, predators fuck uh the Panthers as well. Panthers. Um, Jason Marchman's out for game three and four as well. Oh, shit. Um, and you got Ekblad coming back like he's only played series. Got it's 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 gonna be tough. Like I, I don't see. This is what I said even before. I said, like, I don't see what the Panthers got. Like, they don't seem very good right now. They, they won their first playoff series since 1996. Zero experience in the playoffs. They won Besides, 60 games in the regular season. They they have minimal playoff experience. It's like with Huberto the guys and Barkov have been silent. Well, I'm talking, like, Giroux and 
Sherrod, the guys that they brought. I know Sherrod just last year, but still. But yeah, like Huberto and Barkov, where the hell are they? They were there all regular season. Now they're gone. Kind of like Matthews and Marner in the previous years. Their their goaltending has actually been decent. Like I really thought this is this would have been when Bobrovsky would have be, would have fallen off, but he's he's been playing decently well. It's just a team he in front of him isn't putting any sense. Save in yeah, last game, a glove save where he was down and he reached up just under the crossbar and yeah. It. But like I'm thorough, I'm like really shocked that it's not his fault that they're losing this series. It's just the fact that they can't put the puck in the net. The X factor in this series is special teams. Um, oh, oh, what a shock! I that think sounds, that sounds. Familiar. I think Tampa's. <laughs> they were three for five or three for four in game one, and then one for three on the power play in game two. Florida's zero for twenty-five in the playoffs. On the oh my play. god! Are you serious? They have not oh. scored a power play goal. I knew it was. I knew it was bad. I didn't think it was that bad. Oh man. That's yeah, the Panthers were 0 for 4 last game. They had four power plays. What are you doing? Not scoring. That's what they're doing. They're, they're, they're not. Yeah, in fact, yeah, Tampa was 3 for 6 in game one, and then they were, yeah, 1 for 3. 3 for two. 6, man. You're 50%. 50%. Holy shit. I think it's the same thing as the Toronto series, where this is a battle tested team. I mean, like, it's, it's just another game in May. Yeah. <laughs> Versus another team that I think is still figuring it out a little bit. I picked um picked Tampa in seven, but I don't even know if it's even gonna be seven. I really don't want to pick Tampa. I want them to I don't want to pick Tampa either. You really think I want to pick Tampa? They beat my no, team. But you you kinda can't not pick Tampa. You can't pick them because they're the best freaking team. No, you can. No, I'm saying it's Easier to pick them now because Florida's looked absolutely oh, dog, dog shit the last two games. Like game one, they looked horrible. Game two, they they looked a little bit better. But I mean, Tampa they didn't had make one the adjustments dive. like say no. like St. Louis did against Colorado. Oh no, they didn't. And so, I think I think if they would have won, like say they won, uh, like say game two went to overtime and then they won it, then I would have been like, okay, yeah, I feel a little bit better. But now that they were down two nothing going to Tampa, oh man. They are in a world of trouble if they don't change something. They are in a heap of trouble. They could easily lose these next two games and get swept. I could, I could very much see that. I might even predict that. I might even say Tampa in four. And I, I hate that with every part of my body. I hate saying that, but just Tampa is playing unreal hockey right now. They're, they're, they're like lower level guys are stepping up. Like Corey Perry scores, is scoring goals. Pierre uh, Edward Belmar scoring goals. Like Ross Colton is still playing phenomenal after last year's playoffs that he had, where he played awesome. Like it's not, it's not Stamkos, it's not Hedman, it's not Point. Obviously, because he's hurt, but like it's just the That's lesser right. guys, and it pisses me off. Yeah, it was really like, fun watching Mister Game Seven destroy the Leafs. Yeah, Nick Paul. Yeah, him too, Nick Paul. Nick Paul, Jesus like oh great, Christ. that guy. That guy's that guy's fuck. Everyone's like, I remember when that Nick Paul trade happened. A bunch of a bunch of buddies were like, that trade is horrible for Tampa Bay. Why the fuck would you give up? Uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Joseph Matthew Joseph and a fourth, I think. Why the fuck would you give that up? I'm like, Nick Paul is a really good player. What are you talking about now? He 
proven it. He proved it in the playoffs. So that's a piece but, Toronto should be going after. Definitely, he's a free agent. Could go after him. Yeah. He sign Corey your, Perry too. Corey be, Perry, we, always, we always play Corey Perry in the in the playoffs, so we might as well sign could, Corey Perry as he well. He could be he could be your version, your new David Camp 2.0. Then you got two of them. Oh man. Fucking Lee's going to the cup final in 2023. Uh, we'll see. I'm taking Tampa in five games. I like I don't even think Florida looked that good against Washington. Not really. No. <laughs> It's just Washington probably shouldn't have even made the playoffs. It's just everyone, everybody else in the Eastern Conference was horrible. Yeah, like I think like the, the discrepancy in points between Washington and I think the Islanders, who are the le- who are the next bubble team, was like what 15, 20 points. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I'm gonna go Tampa and six just because I don't know. Uh. I don't know if Florida decides just to squeak a couple out here. I don't think they're going to win tonight. They'll have to fight for their life. Or sorry, tomorrow. tomorrow. Um, It's just, I think it's just, it's just Colorado and St. Louis tonight. So, yeah, I think six. I'm going Tampa in four, and I pray to God that someone, probably not going to happen, but somebody in Florida. Here's this, and they're like, "No, we're gonna prove this fucker wrong. We're gonna freaking win the next four games, and we're gonna be like, ha, we told that dumbass." You could be the dumbass. That'd be funny. Yeah, I would happily take that. If fucking, if somebody on Florida listens, first of all, someone on the Florida team listens podcast, that'd be fucking huge. Number one, <laughs> number two, they go on to win the next four, including the two. It'll be three in Tampa. Oh man, I would be over the moon. If if that happened, yeah, that'd be interesting. But yeah, I'm I'm going Tampa in four though. So. Too we, bad Florida. We literally. I mean, we we could just talk about how the Florida Panthers, sorry, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning walked into that series where they won sixty. With how many games did they win? One year. Sixty-two. Yeah, something like that. And they got swept by Columbus. So who knows? Anything could happen. Yeah, that's so she just forget how to play hockey. I really wish she forgot how to play hockey in the Leafs series. Especially in that game seven. Freaking scored twice. Two, one of them count. Last (laughs) thing with that, though, as I said to you guys earlier, refs got fired after that series. Yeah, I didn't even know that. I was shocked. I'm like, holy crap. Like, so you, you fired them after the series. And the Leafs lost again. Thanks to you. And the, in the final game, in game seven, it was uh, the two best referees in the league were roughing that game. And I'm like, well, that just shows you how good the roughing in this league is. If you have the two best referees and they still can't get an interference call right, that tells you. Whatever. Yeah. The past. It doesn't help that they were the leading team in penalty minutes in the first round by yeah, doesn't a make pretty sense. decent margin, like 135 penalty minutes. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. What are you doing now, guys? Trivia. Trivia. Let to go first for the old trivia. 
I'll do mine because mine's easy, and I think you guys are both going to get it, but. Well, technically, I got two, so I can do one now, and then I'll do, I can do one later. Okay. Um, so, the last time the Rangers were in the playoffs was in 2016. Who is the only player that is currently on the Rangers that was on that 2016 team? Chris Kreider. Mm. Then were you green, or were you just like, oh yeah? Oh, it's Chris Kreider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Chris Kreider. <laughs> I've honestly, I thought there was at least two more on that team, but then I was like, oh yeah, Adam uh, Adam Fox wasn't in the league at that point. Yeah, Shostakin also wasn't in the league. Yeah, Panarin was on the Blackhawks or the Blue Jackets at that point. I can't remember which team. Or was he even drafted at that point? Oh shit. Just make me a dumbass. The, that was the uh, Martin Saint Louis year, right? Yeah. It was also the year that Ryder took out Price. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get told that actually a lot by like Montreal Canadiens fans. They're like, man, if we if Chris Carter didn't take out Carey Price in that series. Oh yeah. Yeah, Could sure. have been a different story, and I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. Who knows? It was a very dirty play when you look back at it again. Just go sliding into him feet first. Yeah, and have his heel get caught on the post, and his knee fucking go the uh, the opposite way as it's supposed to. Yeah. So, yeah. Good, jo- good job, good job, Chris. Like- good job. All right. So my question is about Owen's team. No. Oh, Connor McDavid had 27 game-winning goals through his 20, age 22 season. He named the four. 27 game-winning goals through his age 22 season. Can you name the four other players who had more? What? What? So, uh, so you don't have scored, to give me the numbers. Just give me the so players. So he scored 27 game-winning goals. Through like There's from four the, other players from the start from of his career till he's 22. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you, I thought I thought you were like, just in the yeah, age that's what 22. I thought. I thought just well, like, what it's the from fuck into, kind of question is that? It's from 19 like, to 22. Yeah, like when you like a rookie till you're 22. Yeah, so 2015 yeah, was, to 2019. Give me the four other. Oh, in the same year, I think about all time. Like, oh, fuck. oh, uh. <laughs> You can take one right off the board here if you really want it to be nice. Wayne Gretzky. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you guys might not get the other three. Wayne Gretzky's the middle, like, bingo card piece. Yeah, he's, 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 the, the he's the free space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mario Lemieux? Oh, oh t- no, it wouldn't be that easy. Well, he scored lots of goals. He yeah, scored but... lots of goals. He is... Seventh. Mm. Watch me seventh or eighth. Oh, so close, but no cigar. Not even in the top twenty. This list. Plug. All right. Joe Sackick. Uh, there's only one. I'll give you a hint. There's only one that's in the nineties, and the rest are in. 
The rest are active and... Oh, shit. Yeah. The two are active. Okay, Alex Ovechkin. No. Oh. <gasps> Michael Froelich. Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, my God. If that was one of the answers, I would have fucking left the call and be like, okay, I'm done today. Uh. So how many is there? There's two more or three more? Three more. One that played in the 90s. The ones are playing right now. You should. Okay. Uh, You said, okay. I need to process this again because I'm stupid. So you said there was one. Technically, one is still playing now. No, 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 no. I understand the question. No. All three of them are still technically playing now. Well, technically, hold up. I'm in the NHL. Oh, not Yager. Yeah. Yager. Yeah. Okay. That was fair. At 30. No. Okay. So, so you said. So that was the one in the 90s, I'm guessing then. So the other two are current and playing the NHL and. Uh. Samkos? What? Samkos? I think that's a correct yeah. answer. Yeah, that's one. Oh, it's one? Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, is the other one like Matthews? It's not uh, Matthews. No. No. He's on the list at number 13. Uh. So it's got to be somebody who like came in and scored a shitload of goals right away. As a rookie. David Camp. I would laugh so fucking hard if it was David Kane. Oh man, that'd be funny. Um, no, it's gotta be one of the. It's gotta be one of the big boys. Um, Drysaddle. Uh, no. Yet. I'm like, hi, Dylan. You're a fake fan. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> uh, okay, well then McKinnon, that's the only other one I can think of. No, it's McKinnon, McKinnon started. It was McKinnon. Really? Because he started yeah. his career kind of slow. 29 game winning goals between 2013 and 2018. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fuck Jesus you and your fucking <laughs> stupid truth. I even understand the question, but I got them all right. I didn't get them all. You did. What? Ski was free space. You got Yager, McKinnon, and Stamkos. Yeah. It's four. Oh. A two, thought, three, I, four. Oh, I thought McDavid was one of the four. No. Oh, oh that's why I was like, addition. others. That's why I was like, why the A genius? I'm super smart. <laughs> God. No, McKinnon's okay. a surprise to me because, like, his first four years, he scored 24, 14, 21, and 16 goals. They were meaningful goals then. Jesus. Through his yeah, through age eighteen to twenty two, they're all majority of them were game. He only goals. scored game winning goals. He only so. scored in the. He only scored yeah the game winning goals. Hey guys, well, should we move on to the dumbass? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, sure. You know Wait, what mine's gonna be. What about my other trivia question? Yeah. 
Two. Okay, well, it's it's pro- it's probably not that hard, but there, it's a two-parter. <laughs> oh, we love two-parters here. Um, mine is about the playoffs. It, it's a generic stat, but I was like, when I saw, it, I was like, holy shit! Okay, fair enough. Um, who is the all-time leader in penalty minutes in the playoffs, and how many penalty minutes did he have? Hmm. On the topic of the Leafs getting the most penalty minutes, I figured, eh, let's see, let's see who the leader is in penalty minutes. Mm. I think that would be easy, but it's really not. Well, and the Tony actual Williams number? led the. the That's who I was season. thinking. Oh. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna guess uh, he maybe led the regular or the playoffs too. So I'll guess. I don't me. <laughs> Freddie McSorley. Ty Domi is a Maple Leaf. What are you talking about the playoffs? We're talking about playoffs. He played for the Blues and he played for playoffs. everybody. He played for a lot of other teams. Playoffs? Are you McSorley. kidding me? Bob Probert. Oh, that's a good Bob, Probert. Bob Probert. That's a good answer. Dad, Bob Probert. Because he's on the Red Wings when they were like... And uh, he had... Uh, 468 penalty minutes. <laughs> Oh, you want us to guess the number too? Yeah, that's why. I, that's why. Four hundred sixty-eight. That's why I said oh, freaking <laughs> double, freaking two-parter. Okay, so Ben, you're going with Bob Prober, and how many minutes? Four hundred. Four hundred sixty-eight. Four hundred sixty-eight. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's I'll fine. With, I'm looking. Uh, I'm. I'm. This may or may not give you guys a hint. But I'm I don't think so. But this list is literally full of Canadians. Like there's barely anybody other than Canadians on this list. Top fifty, there's how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven non Canadians. So every forty three of them are all Canadian. I thought we were supposed to be nice. What was with all these penalty minutes? God damn it. Go, Dylan. Okay. I assume you're going Tiger Williams. I guess I won't guess Darian Hatcher then. If <laughs> he almost scooped everybody's eyes out. Yeah, I'll go Tiger Williams. Oh, Chris Pronger is good too. No, I'll go Tiger Williams with, uh, I'll say, 700. (laughs) That's a lot. (laughs) It is a lot, but I also thought that, yeah. Okay, well, Ben, you would be shocked to hear this, but Bob Pro is 38th on that list. Wow! Oh. Well, he you wasn't remember, fighting he, the playoffs, he, I guess. He, he only played 81 playoff games. Only. <laughs> he had 274 penalty minutes. Yeah, I was halfway there on the penalty minutes, though. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> and, Dylan, you did have a better... You had both your guesses are actually really, really pretty good, but Tiger Williams is 6th. Ooh. And he had 455 penalty minutes. If you took my guess of penalty minutes. <laughs> okay, so the, the guy who's obviously in first has like 600. And now you have to think I, how many. Andrew Williams didn't really play for good teams, though, I guess. Oh. He didn't play a lot. Not really. Uh, I'm trying to think of a person that played for a really long time and all he did was fight. Well, and he was on playoff teams too. It's like a three. It's a three-parter, three banger. How's this a three-parter? 
Oh, three banger. Like you need all those three things. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like high penalty minutes, the ability to play. In, is it like Darren McCarty or something like that? What about, um, what's his name? Claude Lemieux. Um, oh, Claude Lemieux. That's cool. a good answer. That's yeah. a good guess. He played 234 uh, playoff games. What about like Dave Semenko? Oh, that's a good one. He played like probably a lot of deep playoff runs. Yeah. I'm not seeing Dave Semenko. But an Islander. 30. About like, the uh, fuck is Dave Semenko? He's not even um, on the top 50. About the one guy on the Islanders. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, by the way, Dylan Darian Hatcher was 50th. All right, all right. <laughs> Better than James <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Clark Gillies. Clark Gillies. No. Play a lot. Uh, hey, think, think, uh, think Washington. Washington. Over Shear? No. He played for Washington. Just so you know, he was a minus 22 in his whole playoff career, so there you go. Not even terrible. That's really not. But then you see Claude Lemieux plus forty one. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Glenn Anderson plus sixty three. Jesus. And you're winning games. Played for nine to Washington. Played for Washington. So yeah, obviously Washington. in the nineties because that's when Washington was decent. Yeah. Like Peter like Bondra he, and like he played from Washington from eighty seven to ninety nine. There you go. Off Samuelson. No. Fuck that. I just said he's Canadian. Oh, right. Dale Hunter. There you go, Dale Hunter. Ah. He played 186 <clears throat> games. He had 731 penalty minutes. What's your oh, guess? Shit. What was your guess? He said 700 <laughs> penalty minutes. That's why I said. Well, Dale Hunter was the guy that hit Pierre Turgeon, right? All yeah. Away. After the. After he, he scored, scored the empty netter and he just yeah. dummied him into the box. Okay. No, it wasn't an empty sense. netter. It wasn't an empty netter. There was a goalie in there. There was a goalie in there. Okay. He was just pissed off that he fucking let the guy fucking walk right by him like a pylon. Oh. I'll show you who's a pylon. <laughs> so you for celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I didn't see the puck go in. I didn't see his hands go up. Shut up, okay, buddy? You're, I didn't see everybody you're, else celebrating around me. You're fucking nuts. Oh. And, Dale okay, now, and he's the leader by far. Like Chris Nyland like is second with 541. <laughs> Oh, actually, that would have been a good guess. Yeah, Nichols Nylon. Yeah. Okay. All now Samuelson to... never even played for the, the Capitals. Like, why did I even like? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the dumbass. Like, I mean, he's he's kind of he's kind of, he's an ass, <laughs> and he's dumb. <laughs> he's a dumbass. All right, I'm going to give mine to uh, Chris Lee, who refed uh, game two of the Battle of Alberta. Oh, Taking criticism from both teams, basically. So that, that shows you how bad. <laughs> he took criticism, actually, from uh, Ron McLean as well. The um, fact that he blew the whistle twice yeah, too early? Yeah, quick whistles for both teams. Like, I don't know. Just seemed like an odd play. Like, clearly the puck was loose, I think, in both plays. Um, McDavid had a goal called off too for goalie interference. Yeah, which I, saw I that. think that one was kind of, I don't know. 
goofy. Like, what's he to do? Like, I think he tried to get out of his way as best he could, but whatever. Yeah, so Chris Lee taking a lot of heat <laughs> um, from around the league. He deserves it. Yeah. It's it's not hard to make the right call. Like you can check it, can't you? I don't know in those types of situations. Like I, I think both I don't of those should have been goals. I think both yeah, of I, the the quick whistle goals should have been should have counted. Yeah, pucks loose. Yeah, if the pucks loose like yeah. that, I see no reason to call the or to blow the whistle. Like, Just because you can't see it. That's the whole point he, of review. That's the whole point of a review. Of it, like, even if he lost sight of it for, like, a half second, it's clear that the players, like, even the or goalies, were still scrumming for it. So it's clear that the play wasn't dead. No, I get you. I, I get that. Sure. Nick? Hi. That's Nick. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give mine to Arizona. They can't even get their own logo in the new freaking arena <laughs> that they're going to play in. Like, it's already bad enough, right? That they're going to a university arena. They can't play in an NHL arena. Like, okay, yeah, you barely got 5,000 people in stands, regardless of if you're playing in their um, in their old arena. So now they're going to a, an arena that only sits 5,000. So it's like, okay, that's perfect for you guys. They can't even put their own freaking logo at center ice because it it belongs to the university that has where the arena is. Like I just, Oh, that's just too lazy that they don't want to keep changing it back and forth. That team is just going down and down and down and they just huh. need to fucking move. They need to get out. They need to get out, out of the other day. They need to get out of that country. <laughs> go to, the other day. Go to was, hey, 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 saw a meme that was Gary Bettman. And it's like, Oh, I love you. And I was like to the Arizona Coyotes and the other and they said, please let me die. Please let me die. <laughs> and it's like, no, I love you. It was any fun. other franchise in the NHL. Like any other league. Let alone move. Just like just just bonkers. It's hilariously pathetic. That's the best way to describe it. Hilariously pathetic. That's Oh my god. Odd. I think I read too. I haven't. I think Katie Strang did like a good report on it, and I haven't read it. But it, I, I think a point that I saw was like, um, ASU has like a whole bunch of rules for them, and like basically if they break any of these rules, they're like, no, you're gone. Like, <laughs> like you're gone. Like now. <laughs> Literally, I think it's so freaking stupid what's going on with Arizona. So like it could be halfway through the season, and ASU is like. We don't yeah. want this team anymore. Yeah, too bad. Get out. Go to, Arizona's go back forced to, Arizona. to play like all their games on the road or something. Yeah. I wonder what would happen. I would actually kind of want to see that. Like, what would happen if all of a sudden they were just like, no, we're not letting you play here anymore. Go go play somewhere else. Like, what would Gary Bevan do? He can make a movie out of this. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty certain they already did. It's called Major League. The owner, like, hates them so much that she's trying to get rid of the team. And yeah, then they fucking win the pennant. The team. And then they, yeah, I love that movie. Movie's so fantastic. Good. You could just so do good. what the Arizona Coyotes, but it's actually <laughs> everybody hates them. They don't want them to succeed, and then they'll somehow succeed out of it. Oh, Except for the the only person that wants them to succeed is the owner of the actual NHL. 
Um, I have no idea actually what mine is. I really thought oh. of one. Uh, could say the entire officiating in the Leafs uh, Lightning series. Um, where literally I thought it was going to be different. The first game was like, hey, they're calling every penalty, which is awesome. Like, if you're going to call all the penalties, you can call all the penalties. Which I'm fine with. And all of a sudden, it went back to being shitty playoff hockey where it's like, oh, yeah, we're just going to fucking shove these right back up where they don't belong. Keep them in the <laughs> most important times in the games. Like, yeah, they, they need to pick one or the other. They either need to call everything There's... or don't call everything. Like, you can't I'm just so flip sick flop. of this. So sick of it. And it's all me. It's all just going to be Ben. You're just a Leaf fan. You have to deal with this. Like, this is all your. Oh, like, it's sure. always you guys. It's always the Leaf fans bitching and complaining about the refs. I'm like, you are not wrong, but you're also fucking wrong. Huh. <laughs> I can't say it anymore other than call the fucking games right. Or don't call them. Yeah, call One or the don't other. Yeah, don't be. How uh... fucking hard is it to either make all the penalties? all the penalties or not call any fucking penalties apparently it's really hard there was a couple times where literally i think it was uh i think it was the fans influenced the the refs to make the call because the ref wasn't going to make a call and they booed until he heard oh everybody and it was a penalty and then he lifted his he arm. He wasn't going like, to make kinda, it. Yeah, he lifted his arm like three seconds after the call. Yeah, was supposed you're to like, made. what the? F- <laughs> what is going through your head? He succumbed to peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like, Jesus Christ! It's it's a borderline joke. It's like it's like in the NFL when they like you kind of see him hesitate to grab the flag, kind of like how you see the ref hesitate to lift his arm up, and then all of a sudden he hears, like, the booze, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do it now. He got scared, like he's like a mouse. Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> a reactionary thing where his arm just immediately goes up. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Yeah, I guess I'll go with that. I mean, I, I guess I could I mean, be the dumbass by getting COVID at this point, so... <laughs> I, had co- I had COVID in January, so yeah. But at least it was relevant. It's not really relevant. Yeah, it was but... cool to get COVID. It was cool to January. get COVID back there. Now it's like <laughs> influence. Now it's screwed me over. Oh, yeah. I, I guess it's me too. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the. I'll take the dumbass. Hey, hey, you you'd be the second one of us to take to take an L. One of us. One of us. One of us. I can't even remember why I took the why I took a dumbass. Oh yeah, because I I thought Brad Marchand was gonna change. He was gonna be he was gonna oh, be good. Yeah, yeah. Then he went you and thought... punched Jari in the face, and then he tried to stick him in the neck. No, we're gonna we're gonna have to make like a chart and have it like have a chart posted to of see what? how many of what dumbasses we've given. Oh, that's true. It's going to have Red Foreman up in the corner, and it's going to be just dumbass across the top. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. It's going to be tally marks. Marshawn's oh. got about three. Dor- Torts oh. has got three. Oh, yeah, we've done, we've done Bradley like four times. We can't do him Bradley. this week. 
oh yeah, Torch said something stupid. Well, we already talked about him last week. He's very week. quiet over the last little bit. Eh? It's well, yeah, because nice. he's not like, oh, well, see, I told you, McDavid needs to change his game. Yeah, he already did, and he's playing unfucking believable right now. So shut up, Torts. I think that's uh, that's it for the Steve Steos episode. Um, oh, yeah, Steve Steos. I think it's kind of unfortunate that we can't do a little bit more, uh, like another episode in between. We were kind of busy. Um, yeah. see, I work, I work week to week, so it's kind of well. Yeah, it's unfortunate that yeah. our, so, our schedules kind of conf- have a a conflict with doing it week to week. It's been like a couple times a week. We also have time. We also have stuff to do. Um, maybe if uh, we get more people listening to this, that'd be great. <laughs> they like they'll get get us to to do a little bit more. How about that? Oh yeah. But not a shot at anybody that listens to it. But people that don't listen to it, listen. Yeah, Ben, get more of your family to listen to it, bud. <laughs> you got a lot of cousins. Do. Yeah. Um. I think that's it for this week. I think we touched on everything that we would like to touch on. Yeah, pretty um, much. Go Oilers. Yeah. Let's go. You know, the guy who just said, let's go pick the flames. <laughs> um, I said, I want, I the, said I want the Oilers, but I picked the flames because I think they're going to win. <laughs> pretty good impression. Like, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> yeah. I want the Oilers to win, but I know that the flames are probably going to win. No. I said probably. Just a dumbass for the next time. Hey, hey, shut up, you hoser. <laughs> okay. Okay, Dad. Jeez. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> okay. Guys, catch you on the next one. Uh, number twenty-five, Carlos Delgado. We'll go, Carlos Delgado. Oh Jesus! No, I'm sure to go with Jacob Markstrom. Go, Jacob Markstrom. No. No. Can't even think of another another twenty-five. Uh, James Van Riemsdyk? He's 21. He no, I thought he was 25 on the, on the Leafs when he first went there. Uh, or is he 25 on the Flyers? Oh, shit. That doesn't I don't matter. Who cares? We'll figure it out next, next We'll figure it out next Ricky time. Ricky Henderson. Ah, there Great you ball. go. See you guys next time. Oh, damn. Yeah.